flaming network an online network aimed at setting men on fire through the media sphere rain jesus rain rain jesus rain you are the king of zion judas lion rain jesus rain Rain, Jesus, rain. Rain, Jesus, rain. You are the King of Zion, Judas, Lion, rain, Jesus, rain. Oh, you are the king of Zion, Judas Lion, Jesus. One more time, you are the king of Zion, Judas Father, tonight we give you all of the glory that is due your name. Thank you for the mighty, mighty things you are doing here. Thank you for every miracle, every healing, every deliverance, every new day, every new leaf you lifted, every light you shone in darkness, every chain you broke, the gates of brass broken, the bars of iron cut asunder. For, for, for the diviners you have made mad, for the silencing of the tokens of liars. We thank you. Tonight we come to your word and we ask in the name of Jesus. Let the entrance of your word bring us light and understanding. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name and everyone shout amen. Uh, it was a shout I said, so everyone shout amen. Please take your seats in God's presence. Hallelujah. What a joy to be back here this evening and God bless you. God's servant, P. P. Daniels, for all of the mighty things that God is doing with you. I truly, truly celebrate the hand of God upon you. Amen. Can you help me celebrate P. Daniels and his dear wife, Pastor Nifemi? Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Um, how many of you are here in the morning? If you are here in the morning, let me hear your shout. Okay. If you were not here in the morning, let me hear your own shout. Okay. Now, the first shout has it. Seems like we had more people who were here in the morning. And if you were here in the morning, one of the things that I took the time to establish my teaching out of Acts chapter 1 was the fact that the question that they asked the Lord Jesus is, will you at this time again restore the kingdom to Israel. That was a question he was answering. And I said in the morning, please hear me very carefully because tonight is very pivotal for me. Many of the things that I believe that the Lord will have me do and say 
I will have to do tonight. And I trust the Lord that within the time allotted for me, the Lord will finish the work that he has assigned for me in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear an amen. All right. So hear me carefully. So we took the time in the morning to say, okay, thank you very much. If you are celebrating a miracle, we want to thank God. Jesus has done it. Amen. Okay, so just listen to the word now, okay? So that you don't force me to use scripture to silence you. Yeah. In the Acts of the Apostles, they were having a service. Somebody fell down from the roof, broke his neck and died. They came down, raised him up from the dead, went back upstairs to continue teaching. So hear this. Every God activity has its place. Are you following me? And I know that the Lord will do stupendous miracles in this place. You heard God's servant declare tomorrow is even... Imagine that God did this much on the night that was not designated to be the miracle night. So what do we expect to see tomorrow? Great and mighty things. Is, is that true? Come on, I said, is that true? But hear this. The miraculous in scripture does not obstruct the teaching of the word. So just, just listen to me, all right? Uh -huh. That's why I took the time to explain to you out of the book of Acts that a person died in a service. When they wake, woke him up from the dead, they brought him back upstairs and continued teaching till the morning. So I'm saying that so that you can listen to the word of God. So hear this. So we established in the morning that they were answering or Jesus was answering the question, will you at this time again restore the kingdom to Israel? And I took the time in the morning to show you the puzzle that was in the mind of the average Jew and what he believed when they said Messiah. Listen, and then I took you through the scriptures to establish with you that when the Lord Jesus taught us to pray and say, let your kingdom come, he said, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means that kingdom is earth operating like heaven. I am tempted to give you a little portion of creation so that you can understand it. God created all things and set all things in order. And Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he said, Now let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing. Hear me very carefully. I have said this everywhere I go. Let us make man was a project. In our image and after our likeness was the design and let them have dominion was the purpose. The purpose of God is the highest drive of God in doing anything. So purpose always precedes design and precedes manifestation. The purpose for thou had created all things and for thine pleasure they are and were created. The purpose of God is the highest context of creation. And listen to this, in Genesis 1, 26, the purpose of God is and let them have dominion. Hear this and let it sink in your spirit. You will be judged in heaven if you don't have dominion on earth. Because you wasted the purpose of God's creation for your life. 
One of the things that will satisfy your judgment in heaven is the absence of dominion on earth. But hear this. When God made you to have dominion, the angels asked him, what will the design of this creation be? God said, I don't need a design to create this creation because I have dominion in heaven. If I expect anything to have dominion on earth, I have to create it exactly the way I am. Listen, that's part of the reasons why what stops you from having dominion in your life is your refusal to embrace your divine identity. I didn't say your refusal to discover yourself. Because there's a lot of messages flying that are godless that tell you about discovering yourself. Hear this. Embracing your divine identity is your first place to arrive, your first step to arriving at dominion. But follow me. And I want to read a few scriptures before I go on. But follow me very carefully. Because we are discussing the subject, witnesses. So hear this. When they asked the Lord Jesus, he said, the times and the seasons, and I took the time to show you in the morning, that times and seasons, prophetic clocks and calendars, are bound within God so that God is not compelled to do anything whose time has not come. So let me tell you what happens. Listen, listen, some of you are going to need to follow them who through faith and patience obtain. Hear this very carefully. So what happens when I begin to believe God for a thing whose time has not come? The Bible says clearly in the book of Malachi chapter 3 that a book of remembrance is opened in the presence of the Lord. That means no faith activity is wasted, no believing is wasted, but God is not compelled to bring to pass what is not within the context of prophetic season. Hear this carefully. I give you two examples in scripture so that you understand it. Out of that scripture in Malachi chapter 3, the Bible says a book of remembrance is opened in the presence of God and God said in the book of the remembrance, they shall be mine in that day when I shall measure my jewels. The Bible says that hear this, the whole world was saying it was vain to serve God following God is nothing, forget about prayer, how long have we prayed Nigeria has not changed, it's time for action, listen to me prayer is a major point of action is anybody hearing me there are certain things we prayed about and God energized us to pray about them before their time. Many times when we don't get immediate manifestation, we seem to be discouraged because we don't understand the timings of God. So hear this. The Bible says when everybody was that discouraged, those that feared the Lord spake often one to another. Then the Bible says the Lord hearkened and he heard them. Listen, they were not even talking to God. They were just encouraging each other like iron sharpens iron. No, brother, the word of the Lord has not failed in your life. No, tell Nigeria, the word of the Lord has not failed over her. Oh, tell that sister who is struggling with her finances today. The word, the word of the Lord has not failed. And the more we encourage each other, God was listening. He was hearing. Then the Bible says what God did was he opened the book of remembrance. And in the book of remembrance, in Malachi chapter 3, the Bible said, he wrote there, they shall be mine in that day when I shall measure my jewels. Hear me. No prayer in your life was wasted. 
Just follow me. You will agree now. Some of you will realize that you prayed 15 years ago to prepare for today. So that in the time of the manifestation, the prayers that are speaking for you now are the prayers that you prayed before. Some of you will wonder how you stayed in YMR for four days and people had testimonies and it seemed like you went without anything. No, there are certain prayers that you pray that are deposits for five years, deposits for 10 years, deposits for 15 years. Some of you have secured your children and your children's children because you stood before the Lord to pray. I give you a direct example from scripture so that you understand when we speak about prophetic timing and God's purposes. Because tonight, I want you to, when you say the word witness after tonight, you will know exactly what you mean. And you'll find out that one of your primary responsibilities as a witness is to discern the times and the seasons and find God's manifestation in today. If the manifestation is not given to you, sending those whose manifestation is today, it will guarantee your own day of manifestation. Hey, I thought believers heard me. Some of you are already complaining. Why is God happening in somebody else's life? I know his prayer life. I even pray longer than him. I know her prayer life. I even pray longer than her. Why is my own manifestations not coming? Your manifestations are bound to times and seasons hear me you remember that there was a man scripture called Zachariah follow me I want to define the witness for you today there was a man scripture called Zachariah the bible said he was serving in the temple after the order of his course hear this carefully then the angel of the lord showed up to Zachariah in Luke chapter 1 and he said to Zachariah your prayers have been answered. Your wife, Elizabeth, will have a child. Stop. Obviously, Zachariah had given up on the subject of having a child. So which prayer was God answering? I, I will start again. I will, I will go again, just in case you didn't hear some of you will know that no prayer retreat is wasted. That's why you must learn to pray in the spirit. He that prayeth in an unknown tongue, he does not only edify himself. In the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Some of you travel 25 years ahead. Then you stood in a situation that was to come in 25 years. You changed its course. Then you returned back and joined us in the hall. What you did not know is that that you did not see a manifestation did not mean that that prayer was wasted. And sometimes God compels you to pay, pray when you can still believe because he knows that in the day you need prayer you might not have sufficient faith to pray. The angel said to Zechariah the Lord has answered your prayer. And the Zechariah that they told the Lord has answered your prayer. Didn't believe. So which prayer was God answering? Because if he didn't believe that his wife can have a child, it means that he was not praying to have a child when the angel met him. So what prayer was God answering? That means the first year of barrenness 
when they were just getting married with Elizabeth, he said, Lord, I know you. I have seen your face and I have heard your mighty thunder. In the words you speak lies the fullness of all lights. Hey, since I've seen and heard you, you've been with me like a shadow. And now I find deep within me the grace to walk in time with you. And now I find deep within me the power to walk in time with you. Oh, since I've seen and heard you You've been with me like a shadow. And now, and find deep within me the grace to walk in time with you. And now, I find deep within me the power to walk in time. So Zachariah had prayed the first year. He had prayed the second year. He had possibly prayed the third year. He had reached the tenth year. And it almost seemed like God was not answering. What he did not know was that a book of remembrance was opened in the presence of God. So why didn't God answer the first year? The faithfulness and the devotion of Zachariah made that God saw Zachariah as a worthy environment to raise a forerunner for Messiah. I wish somebody heard me today. It was his faithfulness and his devotion to God. So some of you God is looking at you and he's not sure that in the next 30 years he will find another man with your kind of heart. So he has to suspend you for 30 years of seasons. Keep you praying for 30 years so that when 30 years arrive there's sufficient prayer in your prayer bank to speak for what God wants to manifest in your life. When you understand this, if you pray and a situation is not changing, you will keep praying. That's why the prophetic is important when the Holy Ghost comes. It is a prophetic that gives you a sensing that what you are believing for, as much as your faith is alive, the timing is not right because all things were created for his pleasure, not for your comfort. Oh. So while Zachariah thought God had failed me, God did not cancel the former prayers of Zachariah from the book of remembrance. He kept it. He said to him, he said to himself, he shall be mine. In the day when I'm looking for someone to raise. Oh. I wish I had the time to show you the choice of Zachariah. The choice of Zachariah was that. What Levi. Collected in Abraham from Melchizedek. Had to be given back to Melchizedek by Levi. I'll try it again. 
So, when Abraham met with Melchizedek returning from the war of the kings, and Melchizedek blessed him, Paul captured in Hebrews chapter 7 that Levi was blessed or ordained by Melchizedek, who is the priest of heaven, in the day Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And God has an order. Give me one person, one person, one, one person, one protocol person, anybody, just come, come. God has an order. God wanted to establish a priesthood on earth. Stand there, sir. God wanted to establish a priesthood on earth. When he found Abraham and was delighted in Abraham and chose Abraham, he decided that the priesthood of heaven which precedes the kingship of heaven must be given to the earth so that the priesthood of the earth can prepare to give birth to the kingship of the earth. So God came down as the priest of the temple in heaven in Melchizedek and Abraham comes, sir, met him. Kneel down, sir. And Abraham blessed Melchizedek blessed Abraham and he said blessed are you Abraham of the most high God possessor of the heavens and the earth then Abraham left with the barge and the barge was the priesthood because the Bible told you that Melchizedek was the priest the king of Salem and the priest of the most high God that means the temple of Melchizedek was in heaven, not on earth. The only way Moses could build a temple on earth was because a priesthood was put upon the shoulder of Abraham. Follow me. Follow me. We don't have too much time tonight. I want to show you who a witness is. So God chose Levi in Moses and Aaron. And this was passing from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation. Until it was time for the high priest of heaven to come to the earth and die on the cross. But you remember that he had given the priesthood of the earth to Levi. So God came back to the tribe of Levi and was looking for one priest who carries the priesthood on his shoulder who was worthy to give it back to the one who gave it. And in that day, when the priests were concerned with their personal business, when they were concerned with their stomach, there was one man who was faithful, who served God after the order of the eternal cause that God established. The moment God found that man, Zachariah, God said, I will not let you go because if I let you have a child now, 30 years later, I'll be looking for a priest and I cannot find a priest. Some of you think that your seasons passed you. I brought you good news tonight. God delayed you because there was a better purpose waiting for you ahead. And I decree in the name of Jesus, your eyes will not sleep until you see that purpose. Witnesses. So they gave back to John the Baptist. And Jesus was not going to go to the temple to collect it. 
because he did not give it in the temple. Oh, you didn't hear me. When Melchizedek was giving it to Abraham, it was not in the temple. It was on the road in a wilderness. Go and check it. The moment John the Baptist was born, and John the Baptist realized that there was a badge upon him that Melchizedek was coming back to collect. John the Baptist could not stay in the temple. John the Baptist started looking for the wilderness where it was given because he knows that the time has come to give back. I see a generation that will give the king back the glory of the cross. That everything Jesus paid for, everything he died for, we are the generation that will bring the victory back to him. No wonder Hebrews chapter 13 said to you, go to him without the camp where his cross is, bearing his reproach. Because he collects it where he gave it. So John went to the wilderness. He had the priestly anointing because every priest gave birth to a priest. But John will never serve in the temple. Stood in the wilderness, shouting, repent. And he told his disciples, the one who called me to the wilderness told me that I should keep shouting until I see one upon whom the dove rests. So one day, go back there, sir. Stand where I stood when I gave you. He was, listen, this guy was his cousin. But he did not give him that towel because he was his cousin. That means this was not the first day John the Baptist was seeing Jesus. But it was the first day he was seeing the glory of Jesus. Henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Listen, men who used to see you, who used to pass you every day in the day of the glory, they will recognize you differently in the name of Jesus. You need to understand it. When you understand it, a new reality comes alive in your heart. Don't mind it when men despise you. Don't mind it when they wrongfully entreat you. Don't mind it when they say wrong things about you. Keep praying. Keep forming. Keep growing. Keep answering the call of God. In the day you show up in your glory, he can be your cousin, but the heavens over you will open. Listen, I saw the drama that happened there. Sir, so when I kneel, you too kneel. Because he has been announcing, one is coming after me. He's greater than me. The lace of his sandal, I'm not worthy to untie. Suddenly, that one came. And while the heavens were opening over Jesus, Jesus was kneeling down. <laughs> Did you see that? Because he knew that this is his Lord. This is his God. This is the beginning of the priestly anointing. Ah, let me keep it where they can see. So Jesus said to him, please rise, rise, rise. Then he said, no, no Lord. How can you come to me to be baptized? 
I had been waiting for you all along. But hear this. John the Baptist had been telling them, I baptize you with, but one comment after me, whose lace of sandal I'm not worthy to untie, when he comes, he'll baptize you with, he'll baptize you with, the Holy Ghost and with fire. So Jesus said to him, no, you knelt in Abraham to take it. The order is that I must kneel before you to receive it. So, even though I am God, suffer it to be so for now. Did you hear the word suffer there? That means this is not normal order. But this thing is so important. If I don't bow before you, I cannot take it back. So Jesus said, suffer it to be so for now that we might fulfill all righteousness. Then John the Baptist stood up. Stand up, sir. You saw a baptism, but this is what happened. Take that thing. Pass it on. Melchizedek collected back his priesthood from John and exchanged the order of baptism from water to the Holy Ghost and fire. Ah. <laughs> we just started tonight to get ready. Something is going to come upon you. Something that has gone from generation to generation to generation is about to rest tonight. Oh, some of you were here yesterday when that joke came and made certain proclamations. Some of you are about to enter into the understanding that will cause that anointing to rest upon you. Then you will but generation after generation after generation in the name of Jesus. Please sit down for a while. You need this understanding. Jesus collects this. And for three and a half years, he keeps walking around displaying, hear this, hear this, hear this, displaying what a man looks like when he is baptized. I'll start again. Jesus went about for three and a half years. Look at this. Displaying what a man looks like when he has been baptized. So when he took the priesthood, he did not give the priesthood immediately. He operated the priesthood by himself for three and a half years. Acts chapter 10 says to you how God anointed Jesus Christ Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking to believers here. How God anointed Jesus Christ who went about doing good and healing. He healed sick bodies. He healed sick economies. He healed sick thinkings. Every kind of sickness in our generation is about to receive an answer. Because we have been anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. You hear this? Jesus went about doing it for three and a half years. Then he said to himself, 
he came to his disciples. Come on, ask disciple now. And he said to them, guys, I'm going to die. Follow my story carefully. Then I'll read two scriptures for you. And we'll just burst out praying in the Holy Ghost. He said, guys, I'm going to die. Shout God forbid. God forbid. We have enjoyed your presence with us. Everywhere we went, we became superstars together with you because we were healing the sick, raising the dead, doing mighty things. Who went about doing good, healing all them that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Look at this carefully. Then you look at us today and say you want to die. They said, God forbid. Then he said, it is to your advantage that I die. I'll try it again. Listen, that means there is something better than me walking together with you on the streets. How many of you have read the story of disciples of Jesus and you wish you were one of the twelve? Stop lying in church. I saw the way all of you left your seats and ran to the front because you saw one miracle. That means that if you were alive in the day of Jesus, you would have wanted to follow him everywhere. See how water turns to wine. See how a madman is here. See how a small boy comes back to the dead from the dead. You know, everybody wants to follow Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples, There is something better than following me around. And that better thing will not come to you unless I die. He said, It is of greater advantage for you that I die. Because if I do not go away, he will not come. I'm coming again. If I don't go away, he will not come. Let me jump ahead of myself. And you shall receive power after that the how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the and with and you shall receive after that the how God anointed Jesus with the and with and you shall receive after that the and how God anointed Jesus Christ with the and with that means exactly the same thing Jesus was carrying when he was walking the streets of the earth is what he wanted to make sure was resting upon you if not he will not rest Listen to me. The Holy Spirit has no junior brother. Hey, 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 hey. Somebody didn't hear me. The Holy Ghost has no junior brother. He's not, the Holy Ghost is not firstborn among many spirits. There's only one Holy Spirit. That means the same Holy Spirit in the same quality with the same anointing with the same level of engagement that was upon Jesus is the same Holy Spirit the same power that God lifted from the head of Jesus and caused to rest on your head same Holy Ghost 
That means Jesus is the standard of the judgment of the believer. Let me say it at a, a, a that is the only person I am permitted to compare myself with. The Bible says, consider one another how you may provoke one another to love and to good works. So I walk into this place and I see the mighty things God is doing with P. Daniels and I'm provoked. I'm not jealous. I am provoked and I honor mightily the mighty hand of God upon you. I can tell that nations are yet to gather. Kingdoms are yet coming. Kings will sit and lend counsel at your feet. I know it. I know it like I know my name. The Lord has made a choice in your heart. It was the humility of your heart he picked. And today I decree in the name of Jesus that you become an emblem of a heart that has followed God. A heart that has been humbled before God. That generation after generation, the reference will not be to your miracle workings. The reference will be to the heart that attracted God to a man. In the name of Jesus. So I look at him. And a provocation comes concerning a certain dimension of God. And yet, he's not the standard. He's only using the same Holy Ghost that Jesus used that he has also given to me. I don't have to go and organize another YMR. I need to, by the spirit of prophecy, Discover where my own Holy Ghost is designed to work. That's why I told you, you remember I told you in the morning, that when the Holy Ghost comes, he starts from tongues into what? Prophecy, then into witness. Because if you jump from tongues to witness, you will be trying to copy what other people are doing. The Bible says we know not what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit intercedes for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit. For the spirit makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. That means somewhere hidden in my tongues is the will of God. While I thought I was only talking to God, if I hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to God, I can tell what the will of God is concerning my life. Because the Holy Spirit will only tell God what is God's will concerning me. So the quickest way to know the will of God is to pray in tongues until I can interpret what I am saying. the hand of the Lord is upon me tonight and there's a, a strange spirit of the interpretation of tongues that is hovering over this house right now lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost the next 30 seconds set your heart upon it you'll suddenly realize that you can hear you can break into the prophetic you can, you can, you can Sadeba 
Equipe kalata kaipe perekedebe Zada tega Eswelebe kandia bakadozina Shekambro bokodie basana kabana kandia tane in the name of Jesus hear me you are going to pray again but I tell you two principles you are going to pray again some of you will interpret tongues tonight for the first time <laughs> Hear me carefully, hear me, hear me carefully. One of the first things that happens to you when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost is that the Holy Ghost silences your flesh and your sentiments. I will use an example many of you can relate with. Nigeria is about to enter an election year next year. There are many reasons why many people want to vote many people. But God has a will. And hear me. Because I am human. There's the tendency to be bound to my human sentiments. But my human sentiments cannot save a nation. The Bible says trust in the Lord with. And lean not on. Many nations depended on understanding and suffered for it. Nigeria is not the only one. The economy has never seen the kind of trashing it has got in now. Hear me very carefully. Hear me very carefully. You need to understand this. Another election year is in front of us. All kinds of analysis are in the atmosphere. You have to know the will of God to go to vote. Because the will of God is always for your good. Is anybody hearing me? So when I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, Lord, what's your plan for Nigeria? Every human sentiment I feel, every human connection I feel is broken. I will not vote because it's my tribe. I will not vote because it's from my region. Lord, reveal your word to me. If you can show me what you are saying concerning Nigeria now, I will know in what direction to go. But you see, many times, your humanity and your human sentiments are very strong. So the Holy Ghost has to go beyond your human sentiments before he can reveal the will of God to you. Hear me carefully. I want to raise a generation of witnesses out of you. Because you don't want to stand before God and have things you did in the flesh. The Bible says for every man will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That he might receive of the things he did in the flesh. That means to escape the judgment seat. Is to make sure I do nothing in the flesh. Walk in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the desires. If I pray in the Holy Ghost. Listen, hear me. Let me, say, let me say the way to trouble you. How many of you know that there's a season when your mother must die? I know you don't like it. Let me say it again. How many of you know that there's a season when your mother must die? Except Jesus burst the sky, she has to die. And if all of us had our way, our mothers should live to 130. 
so that we too can live to 110. Because your mother too does not want you to die. Hear this? When the season comes, God has to go beyond the sentimental attachment of your humanity to your mother. The only way he can go beyond it is walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Have you noticed that every time you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are engulfed in a ball of power that makes you feel like you are not human. At that point, God can tell you anything he wants to do. Whether it favors you or it does not favor you, you will say amen. Hey, hey. The Holy Ghost is at work already. Hear me carefully. I told you we will pray again. Then I will share one truth with you. I didn't read the first scripture I came to read tonight. It's in Isaiah 43. Ye are my witnesses. Shande brako haliabakatosa. Shenda brapako diabatakaina. Some of you are broken by circumstance because you did not permit the Holy Ghost to prepare you before the circumstance. Recently, I was going to go through some kind of a church crisis and the Holy Ghost told me a month before, beware of the spirit of the rumor. So by the time the rumors began to fly, it was easy to tell that this was what the Holy Ghost told me when I was praying. So my heart was not broken. The Bible says no man knows the things of a man, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, except the spirit of the man. Even so, the things of God knows no man except the spirit of God. Then the Bible says we have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit who is of God that we may know. One of the signs that you have arrived at marinating yourself with the spirit is that you begin to know things ahead. Is anybody interested in that kind of living? Because that kind of living must precede your translation into a witness. There's a oneness, an abiding, a oneness with God that when you enter, you are not in doubt of the times and the seasons. Nobody can confuse you. Somebody is telling you, ah, your days are not going to be bright. You will not hear that false prophet. You will depend on the word of the Lord as it is written in scriptures and as the Lord has revealed to you. I and the children that God has given to me, we are for signs and we are for wonders in our generation. Nobody can lie to a man who has heard the the voice of God. The real problem you have is hearing the voice of God. You will lift up your voice for one minute. I got two scriptures to speak. But you will lift up your voice for one minute. You will pray in the Holy Ghost. You will activate your inner man and your ability to hear the spirit praying. Come on, let's go now. Senda Gabacadosia Tire Sande Gabaracadose Gediabatia Tainate. He is upon us. Sande Bacora Gadiata Tainate is the Holy Ghost. He is upon us. The scepter of the city of God. He is upon us. God's mighty right hand. 
He is upon us. Custodian of the secrets of God. Give me a tone. Give me a tone. Give me a tone. Sande gabakarode gebeto sakaide batiata. Eskande brakadosa taide na. He is upon us. Sande gabarakadosiata is a holy ghost. He is upon us. He's a scepter of the city of God. Sande bakodiadakana. He is upon us. God's mighty right hand. He is upon us. He is the custodian of the secrets of God. He is upon us. He is the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. He is upon us. A scepter of the city of God. He is upon us. Sunday back at Mighty right hand. He is upon me. Custodian of the secrets of God. He is the Holy Ghost. Salia Bakadosekadiatina. Holy Ghost. Custodian of the secrets of God. Custodian of the mysteries of God. Custodian of the hidden things of God. Custodian of the power of God. Custodian of the mysteries of God. Custodian of the secrets of God. Sunday Caparatosiana. Es Rebekelebekedia Bakadosa. Esenda Karagede. Erondo Kodoseke Besai. Nazate. Elonde Kara. Esosakaya Basanate. Rekabak. He's upon us, custodian of the city of God. He's upon us. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. He's upon us. I command your eyes to open. I command your ears to hear. I command your heart to understand. Custodian of the secret of God. Custodian of the mysteries of God. Custodian of the secrets of God. Custodian of the hidden things of God. Custodian of the secret of God. Hold it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 <laughs> listen, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to let you pray one more time, but listen to me carefully. Just listen to me, listen to me. No grace is lost in this house. Those of you on the projector, give me Isaiah 43 verse 10. I need to read something out of there. I can see it. Eyes are opening. Ears are opening. Hearts are arriving at understanding. I can see it. 
Listen, you are the first prophet of your life. The greatest strategy in life is to not have eyes that see. Is to not have ears that hear. Is to not have a heart that understands. Look at Isaiah chapter 43 verse 10. You are my witnesses, says the Lord. And you are my servant whom I have. Let's define a witness here. That you may know and believe me and understand. A witness knows God. A witness believes God. And a witness understands God. Give me verse 8. Let me show you something there. 43.8. Let me show you something there. This is the problem. Bring out the what? That have what? And the deaf people that have what? That means what we mean by witness, Peter, is the end of the reign of the blind that have eyes. That it means a man can have eyes and be blind. A man can have ears and be deaf. So God said, bring forth the blind that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Verse 9. Look at this. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and do what? Show us former things. Let them bring out. That means the prophetic is what separates a witness. The ability to know where God is coming from and to know where God is going to. That's the understanding you need. That's the operation that must come upon you. Let them bring out their witnesses that they may be justified. That means a witness justifies the person who is confessing. In a law court, if I say, they stole against me. And Peter Daniel shows up and he says, I was there. I am a witness. The story becomes justified. God said, you are my witnesses. That means God will look like a lie to a generation. If I don't stand up to represent him. Hi. I hope you heard me. I hope you heard me. God will look like a lie to a generation if Chintok does not arise to represent him. I thought you would call your name right there. So God said, this is how I read my, read my witnesses. Bring me the blind that have eyes. Bring me the deaf that have ears. Because the nations have gathered. It is time for God to show his glory in the earth. But he's looking for witnesses. He said, anybody who can declare the former things and show us the things that are to come, then he's a right witness. That means I cannot say that I am God's witness if I cannot tell where God is coming from and if I cannot tell where God is going to. Listen to me because you are going to pray in the Holy Ghost one more time. So at verse 9 in verse 10, God said, you are my witnesses, says the Lord. And you are my servant whom I have chosen. But what do you do after God has chosen you? You must know him. You must believe him. 
you must understand that he alone is God. Before him, there was no God. And after him, there shall be no God. Tonight, I came to say to witnesses, your eyes must see. Your ears must hear. Amen. Your heart must understand. Amen. Lift up your voice one more time for the next 30 seconds. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray until your eyes see. Pray until your ears hear. Pray until your mind can perceive. Let there be a deep discerning of the purposes of God for your personal life. A deep discerning of the purposes of God for your nation. A deep discerning for the purposes of God for your family. A deep discerning of the purposes of God for your generation. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you have been instructed and inspired by the Spirit of God. Don't forget to share and subscribe to get notifications for more messages and videos. God, God bless, bless you. you.